0: And amen. Well, I tell you what, uh, uh, I believe that tonight we, we got a, a good word for you, but I want to share uh, with you a funny, before I do, before, before he died, Billy Graham was uh, returning from Charlotte after speaking engagement, and he, he went to his plane and arrived there. There was a limousine waiting to transport him to his home, and he was prepared to get in the limo, and he stopped the driver, and he said, you know, I'm 87 years old, and I've never driven a limousine. Would you mind if I, I just drove it just for a while? So the long black limousine went, uh, uh, or he got in the long black limousine and began to drive, and, and uh, uh, as he was going down the highway, there was a, a new rookie state trooper, and he happened to be speeding just a little bit, so the trooper pulls in behind him, and he stops him, pulls him over, and he walked up the, to the door and, uh, and, and asked him, as he rolled down the window, he said, you know, uh, he began to stammer and stutter. He realized this was, this was Billy Graham. So uh, immediately he excused himself. He went back to his car, and he called his supervisor, and he said, you know, I, I know that, that we're supposed to enforce the law, but I know that we're also supposed to you know, you know, like, uh, have certain courtesies to certain you know, people, and, and he's stammering and stuttering around, and he says, but I, but I need to know should I, uh, should I, what should I do if I stop somebody like that? And the supervisor said, well, is it the governor? Is it? No, he said. It's not. It's more important than that. The supervisor asked, "Is it?" So is it the president? The young trooper said, "No. It's even more important than that." Finally, the supervisor asked him, "He says, well, who is it?" The young supervisor, or the young trooper said, "Well, I I don't know, but I think it's Jesus because he's got Billy Graham as his chauffeur." That's pretty good. I, I mean, you know, if you think about it. I mean, I mean, who who would Jesus have chauffeuring him around if he was in it? He might be Billy Graham. That that might be. That would be pretty good. Well, anyway, oh hallelujah. Well, turn in your Bibles if you got one to Hebrews chapter twelve, and and I, I just wanna I just wanna challenge you. I've I've got I've got the title of this tonight is what's weighing you down, and I think it's fitting. Greg started on this, and Willie followed up on this, and. And you know, you just think about the world that we're living in, and all the the things. You know, if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not a concern over this, it's it's issues that we that we have with maybe family or friends, it's just the disagreements about things. And so, uh, I, I think that we begin to think about things that are weighting us down. But uh, but I wanted to read, and I'm just going to read a portion of of, uh, uh, and I'll read that all here in a minute. But Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one, uh, out of the. Uh, New King James translation, it says, the, the second part of that verse says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. So, so let me ask you a question Was the Hebrew writer telling you that you need to lose weight? <laughs> I, I, I told my wife when we were driving over, I said, You know, I think I'll ask him, Does this scripture make me look fat? Bad dad joke, I think. I, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty clever. Terrible, yes. But you know, here's the thing. Whenever you think about it, what's weighting you down? And, and he's telling them right there, he says, lay it aside. Out of the NIV, it says it like this in verse 1. He says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us. He says, lay aside, boy, lay aside the weight ensnares us, and you know he he then talks about running a race, and I I don't want to I'm not going to break this verse down the way I usually do. I, I want to look at it a little bit different. I saw a post today, and and I and I wrote it down. It says the devil loves to keep you worrying about what's next, so that you can't enjoy what's now. The devil is a liar, so don't listen to him. Stop worrying and 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 begin to focus on the day on the day the Lord has given you. You know we can worry so much about the future. We can't enjoy now you know I, I being in agriculture being in cattle you 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 plan all the time you're, you're working on out in front I was always I was always taught and, and even in in just in personal growth and in ministry and all these things we try to anticipate things we try to we try to think ahead I mean I'm, I'm thinking five years two years we're thinking I'm thinking I'm planning all summer for the winter. That's part of life. But if we're not careful, we won't enjoy the, the time that we're in right now because we're worried about what's, what's retirement going to be like or what's my age going to be like, what's 80 going to be like. I don't need to worry about that for a while. But, you know, what's, what's, I mean, I can see 60. Whew. That's not too many years. I mean, I'll be 55 this year. I got a while. You can get ready for my gifts. That's not till November, okay? But, but <laughs> I'm just joking. But you know, you, you begin to think about that. I mean, I don't know about you, but 50 didn't feel near like I thought it when I was 30. I thought y'all were old. Isn't that, isn't that a crazy how you you don't you don't think? But see, we get caught up in what's in the future, and we get caught up if we're not careful in questioning and worrying about and and stewing over things. And what, what do we say about fear? It's all those things that we f- we're worried that will happen but probably never do. You, you, one of the good things about living life and, and being older is, is you got a chance, you got a lot of history to look back on. And you realize there were a whole lot of things, wasn't there? A whole lot of things that you worried about, a whole lot of things you thought were important, a whole lot of things you fussed over that really aren't that important when it all comes down to it. You know, we got to make sure that we, we let the weights and the cares. Go off. That's why I called this. Uh, what's weighting you down? He says, "Throw it off, set it aside. Don't let it stick to you. Don't let it it it, it hold you down." Well, I tell you what. You know, uh, those those are the types of things. I, I remember, you know, working construct, doing construction, working on our own house or working on whatever. Wearing a tool belt. You know, you wear that tool belt so you don't have to make so many steps. You know, it, you carry all them different little tools and different little things that are in there. But, you know, I, I got to realize, and I got this one tool belt that has pocket on both sides. My, my, my tape measure goes back here, and so, you know, it's got like three pockets on each side. Well, man, when you're doing certain things, that's great. Like, you know, sheetrock or whatever, you'd need a cut knife, and you need a scraper, and you need a, you know, you'd need tape measure, you need a marker, and you need, you know, you need all these certain things. You need a little hand saw. You, you, there's a lot of those things you need. But then when I do other types of things, I put that in there, too. And I realized I was carrying around a whole lot of extra weight of things that I, I don't need. Now I just got one with one little side pocket. And most of the time, I don't even need that. But I habit would make me put that on because I think, well, I'm getting ready to do construction. Everything I need is right here. And there's something about that. That's a good efficiency. That's good to plan. But if it becomes a weight that, that wears us out, and it, that, you know, at the end of the day, you're realizing, why am I so tired? Because I'm carrying all this extra stuff around that I didn't really need. And so that's part of it. Just set that aside. Throw it off. And he says, and the sin that so easily entangles you. Now, there's something interesting about that because he, he says, don't be entangled in sin. He says, make sure he wants us to make sure that we're, that we're running our race and we're not allowing sin to be an issue. But he also said, even if it wasn't the sin that's an issue, what else is it? And and I begin to think about that. Now, first of all, I want to deal just a little bit with that great cloud of witnesses. You know, there's I, I hear a lot of different opinions of what that looks like, what that is. I've heard say people say that's the and it is the the chapter eleven, the, the heroes, the hall of fame of faith the ch- of Hebrews eleven. He talks about some of the some of the greats, Abraham and and Sarah, his wife, and and different ones. Well, there's so many of those, and, and, and they are, you know, I've heard people say, well, they're just up there looking at you, cheering you on. Well, you know, I mean, that'd be great. I, I don't know. We'll see if that, that's the case. That'd be all right. But you know what? Here's what I think it is as much as anything, is it is an example to us for us to witness all of their lives, how they lived and were faithful, whether they ever received the end result or not. It says some of them died in faith but they still died in faith. They didn't they didn't give up. They didn't quit. They didn't let off. They stayed with God. They continued to trust in God. See what does the devil want to do? The devil wants to get us so focused on all of our problems that we begin to lose our grip on on the things of God, our trust in God. He he wants to get us distracted. I believe we can definitely look at the examples of faith and and that's the, so so in a illustration here of this he goes on and he says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. He says, run it. Don't walk. Man, I tell you what, we went to uh, our, our daughter, middle daughter, and, and her husband live in, in, uh, lived in Boulder. Now they're in Westminster right there between Denver and Boulder. There's a uh, you know a community in there. That they're in there now. But we, we, we would go and we love to all hike. We, we love that. Uh, we love to go see. I just love to be out in the nature. But I'm telling you what, we went to this, it's called the Arch, I think, uh, a Royal Arch, and, and it's a, from Boulder. It's a, it's, a, it's a hike now, and it ain't just an easy hike. I mean, it's not, this isn't no, no, no flatlander stroll across around the lake at, uh, up here. At, uh, you know. And no, this is, and, and it's rocks, and it's climbing. Well, you know, we start off on that, and it's, it's a nice little grade just getting to the mountain part, the part where you go up in the cool stuff. And I was like, whoo, guys, you know, everybody else runs. I just work. I don't, I don't run. I don't do the cardio stuff. And all, everybody else in my family, they, they, me, except Kenzie. Me and Kenzie were at the back. We were like, my youngest. So we were like, man, y'all need to slow down. And, and, and they like to walk fast. I mean, my wife, her long legs, she likes to, she likes to you know, show off when we go walk and exercise together. We're, we're on this path. We're, 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 we're running the race. But I was needing to pace, a slower pace. I was needing to scale back a little bit. But you know, here's what I found. By the time I got to the mountain, I'd opened my lungs up enough. I'd, I'd gotten, I'd pushed through. I'd gotten over being lightheaded, you know, up in, that, up in that higher elevation. And I began to get in a rhythm. And then we began to climb the mountain. Now, then we got up into the, some of these trails where it was steps and all that all that climbing and all those things, things where I was fit to do it. Things where I, I did every day with my legs and things like that. that was easy. But if I hadn't have stayed in the race, stayed with it, see, I wanted to quit. I wanted to let up. I didn't want to run my race. I didn't want to continue on. I wanted to be distracted by the way I felt or you know, hey, I can see it pretty good from right here. This is good enough. <laughs> but you know what? It was literally, I don't know, two and a half miles, three miles, it was, and it was a hard-level hike. We get to the top and it's amazing. We get up there and it's this natural arch, beautiful, really cool. But when you went through the arch, you could stand, you're standing on the side of one of the Rocky Mountains overlooking just beautiful country. It was worth it. And you know I was I was so glad we all talked about it. aren't we glad we didn't quit aren't we glad we did we went on the for, the for the third hour or whatever it was aren't we glad we kept going and see when when he uses the illustration of a race see I see sometimes Christians who are believing God for things you're praying for things or, or you're going through things and you want to turn loose you want to let you want to let the weight of it weight you down instead of uh, allowing it to, to allowing God to help you get through that challenge so that a long distance runner has to do several things what do we have to do to endure the race number one is we got to have it we, we need to look for good examples look at Philippians chapter uh, 3. And in Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul, you know, he, was, he wrote to about two-thirds of the, of the New Testament. And I love this over here. And I love all this right in here. There's a whole bunch of good stuff in here. Uh, verse 12, I love this. He says, not that I have already attained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on. Everybody say, press on. See, it's a choice. The Apostle Paul had every reason to quit, but he said, press on. I press on, and what's he pressing on to do? To take hold. Pressing on to take hold. See, the first thing is we need to have good examples. And Apostle Paul down here in verse 17, look at this. He says, join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. You know, I'm very thankful for, for some mentors, some people that I've had in, to to look at in life that just kept on, just held fast. There's been a whole there's a whole lot of times and and I tell people that when they when they want to be a pastor or they want to come on staff or they want to be a part of ministry and they and want things, I said, look, there's gonna be times when it doesn't look like it's doing any good. It doesn't look like sometimes that it looks like everything you do is is with with no reward. It looks like, but but how many of you remember how tight? Do you remember how to how, how, what it took to to learn to tie your shoes, Terry? I don't know. You've just been wearing boots all your life. You may not even know how to tie your shoes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, but 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 do you remember? See, I always go back to this. And my kids, when they'd be frustrated about something they couldn't figure it out, I'd say, "Do you remember you couldn't tie your shoes once too?" And we go back over, and I taught all of our kids how to tie their shoes, and that was one of my, one of my deals. I don't know why I, did, I was the one to do it. It wasn't because Sue couldn't. It was, she was usually busy doing something else. and So I'd work on them. We'd tie their shoes. And they learned how by following that good example but by sticking to it. There's times when it doesn't look like it's working. You're frustrated. You want to quit. You continue on. That's a good example. The second thing that we need to do is we need to train and develop a lifestyle for it. If we're going to endure the race running for for the Lord and we're going to continue in this walk there's going to be a lot of times you're going to you're going to you're you're going to have reason to quit reason to throw in the towel re, reason to give up you know here's here's one here's one news flash you're sitting in a room of full of imperfect people i would hope that there's never a time where you quit coming to church because somebody offends you and I'm not thinking of anybody in particular, okay, but I, I'm telling you, I, I talked to somebody I, I've talked to somebody already today, has opportunity to be offended. Somebody offended. I know an individual right now I'm thinking of that's not here who was offended by somebody I know has a loving heart, but said something. See the devil will work in any way he can? Any way he can. You go to pray. what are you going to do? Or you decide to serve? Or you decide I'm gonna really commit. I'm gonna do something different. What happens? Oh, all of a sudden you get busy. All of a sudden you get tired. All of a sudden somebody offends you. All of a sudden there's some reason that you ought to stop. And but but we can't let the devil win. We gotta stay in there. And we gotta say you know what. And and that's it, I I've read it. There's a there's a scripture, and I don't know where I put it in my in my notes. Somewhere there is a there is a scripture that says it's in uh, Proverbs and I think it's 1320, and it says, fall down seven, but, or, or the, the, the righteous will fall down seven, but rise again. I always say it like this, and you've probably heard it like fall down seven, get up eight. Fall down seven, get up eight. Fall down eight, get up nine. Fall down nine, get up ten. All it's saying is, you're going to continue to get up. That's what we got to do. We got to develop and train ourselves in a lifestyle that we're willing to do that. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1. No, first, yeah, 2 Peter. We'll see if this is right. 2 Peter chapter 1. Yeah, verse 3. I won't I won't go through, I taught on this for, I mean, I can teach on this for a long time, but I just want to hit these these verses really quickly. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us to glory and virtue. It says we've been given that. As born-again believers, when we make Jesus Lord, we're given the Holy Spirit. We're given His Word. We're given the help. But you know what You, you we got to do? We need to train. And part of that training is to show up to church. Show up to Bible study. Show up and grow. Begin to take it and train it. See, what, what happens in the life of a long-distance runner? They they have things that, are, that, that have to be done with discipline. They have to t- train, and they have to put in the time. Continue on with this verse. He says, verse 4, he says, Through these, he's given us his very great and precious promises, so that through through them we may be participate in the divine nature, and having escaped the corruption that is in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort. Uh-oh, you mean we got to go to work? Uh-oh, we got to do something? Yeah, yeah, making every effort to add to your faith goodness and add all these things. And he, and he goes down through this list, add to this, add to this, add to this. What is that? That's training. You know, there was a, there was a time whenever uh, uh, I, I, I heard about this guy, this, this minister, he, was, he had determined he was going to get up and he was going to read the Bible for 30 minutes every day. And he kept falling asleep. He, oh shucks! Oh shucks! God, I, I'm sorry. You know, and and boy, it didn't matter how hard he tried. Anybody ever done that? If you start reading. You know why? I, you know why I stand up? And I, we've got a little bar area in the back, that back uh, living area that that has a little uh, countertop that's up high. I set my Bible right there, and I walk, and I read, and I get a hold of something, and I walk, and I pray. Why? Because if I sit down, I fall asleep. Well, this minister, he would stand on the edge of the tub, and read his Bible. By God, if he fell asleep right there, he was going to knock his head on the toilet. It was going to be ugly. It was going to be bad. But see here, what what did he do? He trained his body to be obedient to what he said. How many of you know your flesh tells you whether or not you're going to run unless you tell your body what it's going to do? Why do I not bike and run in the morning? I got too much to do. I just don't have time. But why does my wife ride the bike every morning? Why does she do that? Because she's disciplined her body. She, it feels strange to not do it. She's very disciplined and regimented and perfect and all this stuff. But, she, you know, I, I tease her all the time about having these, these these don't mess with her routine now. Boy, I mean, by golly, she got her morning, she's got to get up at 530 so she can do this by this time and this. And I'll guarantee you she's got a mental checklist, don't you, in your in your in in her deal. Well, so I got one thing that I make sure of, 630, I'm in front of that camera, whether I know what I'm going to do or not. Sometimes I'll push that button going, okay, Lord, what are we going to talk about today And we do that live video? But you know what? Here's the thing. But but we got to make that discipline. We have to set aside all these other things and choose that we're going to do it. We're going to put in the time. Keep going with this. He goes uh, down in verse eight. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, so if you got them in increasing measure, check this out. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. In your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why is that so exciting? Because he said through the knowledge we had everything for life and godliness. Ooh. So you mean if I do a little study, you mean I just don't get saved and just, whoo, then we're done. No, man, you're missing out on the best God has for you. And But, but, but we can grow in those things if we get busy. We're not earning our salvation. But we're sure enough earning the ability to tap into God's best or we're tra- being trained. And here's a big part of that, putting my flesh under. You know, here's why God, God instituted fasts for the children of Israel. He, he did that, why? So their body didn't rule them. You know, I, I, I'm careful if I feel like i got to have something. That's what, that's the thing I want to I want to begin to 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 change. If I think I gotta have a dessert after every meal. Now I'm not picking on anybody. I see it, you know, there'll be elbows flying and all this pointing and all this kind of stuff going on. Yeah, look at you. But see, here's the thing. Nothing wrong with a dessert. But is that an opportunity? Yeah, elbows going back. Nothing wrong with dessert. That's right. I love, I love that all the time seeing that. But you know, here's the thing. What I learned was If I could tell myself, no, you're not having that for a period of time. No, you're not having that for a period of time. Then what what can I do to tell my body to get up and do a Bible study? When my body says, oh, no, you need sleep. Oh, you need sleep. You You know what I learned about God? He's powerful enough to give us supernatural sleep and rest and strength to make it on less sleep if it's growing my spiritual body. If it, or my spirit, man. If it's if it's helping me, so man, I tell you what. That that if I want to run with endurance that race, if I want to live through pandemics, if I want to have victory in the midst of chaos, if I want to overcome when when all this other stuff's going on, and keep my eyes on the Lord, I got to train myself. I got to train myself so that I follow the things. So I put in the time. See, no, no runner has victory without running, having the time. Continue on there in verse 9. He says, but but whoever does not have them. All right. Who's what's that? The, the one who doesn't have the, these, possessing these qualities with an increased measure. He says they're nearsighted, blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. See, the devil come in, he'll use anything he can. He'll tell you you're not good enough now. Because of what you did in the past. He'll tell you you're not good enough now because of whatever any reason. He'll begin to put doubt in your mind. He'll say, well, you failed here and you did this. Or after all, we know how you, whatever. He'll bring anything up. But he says, if we if we have these things, the knowledge of God, we understand how he took care of them. How we got free from them. How we were delivered from them. I mean, I thank God that I've been delivered from those things that held me back that would have disqualified me and kept me. Thank God for that. And so we need to have the ability to do that. See, uh, this, this that, that's one of the weights are past sins. Past sins. See, he said, deal with sin. Remember, we were over there in Hebrews chapter 12. He said, he said uh, deal with your weights, cast them off, and the sin. So he says, "Don't don't let sin deal with you, but also here he's talking about don't let past sins." He said, "I just I just don't know if I can get over that." Okay, okay, so you're disagreeing with God. Oh no, I you know I wouldn't want to disagree with God. What does God, what does uh, what does uh, Philippians uh, four thirteen say? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Oh yeah, but you don't know. Okay, you're arguing with God, <laughs> right? Just take it and receive it. You say, "Well, I can't." Oh, okay, so you're arguing with God. Are you all getting, are you getting a hold of this? Every time we say we can't, when God says we can, what are we doing? We're arguing with the knowledge of God and who He is. You say, but, 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 what do I say about butts? Get them butts out the way. Get that aside, set that aside and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to take, I'm going to take you at your word. I don't know how. This is a struggle. I, 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 this is difficulty. But see, I'm going to discipline myself, bring myself under the, the, the subjection of God I'm going to allow him to begin to shape these things, mold these things, direct these things. I love this verse ten. He says, "Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort. Don't do a halfway try. What do we, what do you, what do you think about people who do a job halfway? Did y'all have? Were you successful doing things halfway? But I'm being kind of, I'm being kind of hard tonight. I not. I'm being kind of tough. With a smile though, right? But see, we want. To, he says, make every effort." To confirm your calling in your election. For if you do these things, you might get by. No, oh, it says you'll never stumble. If you'll do these things, you'll never stumble. I don't know about you, but I like to win. I don't know about you, but I like to do it right. Now, sometimes it takes three or four tries. But I want to keep fighting. I want to keep pushing forward. Do you know how many times I've failed? Not today. Just I'm talking about in the past. You know, how many time, I mean, you know how many times I I I, I boy, I'm gonna live God, I'm gonna live for God, I'm gonna get up in my prayer, I'm gonna do all this, and I failed. I fall down seven, get up eight. Fall down seven, get up eight. I finally figured out if I just keep digging in, if I just keep staying with it, if I keep after it. These things begin to apply, and then pretty soon you're ready to take on hell with a water pistol. It, you know, pretty, pretty soon, then, then you begin to wake up and the devil says, uh oh. Then you begin to get stolen from. You know, here's the thing. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I had a I had a friend, and I got to wrap this up at some point. But I had a friend who was in in a in a business deal just recently, and I'd been standing with them in prayer. I knew a lot of the details. In fact, all the details uh, within this business deal. And I began to pray with them, and and I could tell that the, there were lawyers involved. And I, I don't nothing against lawyers. When you need one, they're great. But there was, you know, that can that can drag things out sometimes. We'll just be nice and leave it right there. It Can drag things out sometimes. So the process was kept going and kept going and kept going and I could tell that there was a reason because it was it was costing my friend and it was gaining for the other side and it was it was it probably was borderline illegal but I told him I said you continue to trust God in the midst of this God is going to fight this battle for you God is going to take care of this and we prayed and I believe we we'll see it we may not clearly see it but I'm I'm believing we're going to see it for the for the thousands that it cost him to be right and just move forward trusting God, I believe God's going to repay. Because we've, we're standing on the things of God. When, when there's those who try to steal, try to take away, try to, try to affect you in a negative light, and you're right, and you're doing things right, you're trusting God, you just stand your ground. You begin to remain in that place, not allowing those things to, to begin to, to uh, affect you. Well, listen. I, I got to wrap this up, but let me let me just let me just get to this one point. Well, I'm just going to hit this first one. This third one is build healthy relationships. We may get on that more next week. You say, "Man, you need to quit, Pastor you already got on me enough. But what relationships might we have that would be hindering us moving forward? So we want to be careful of those. And the final thing is this, and that's that's the verse Proverbs 24:16, or 20, maybe 24:16. It says, fall down seven, but they rise again. My final point is this. You just got to keep on keeping on. How many of you remember that? You remember that old old slogan, that old saying, keep on, I'm going to keep on keeping on. You know, that ought to to just be our mantra. We just say, we're going to keep on keeping on. Amen. We're going to keep trusting God in the midst of all the fear. We're going to walk in love whenever people are trying to divide and and hate. I'm going to choose to love you if you get a vaccine and wear a mask or if you don't. I'm going to walk in in, in in love for you, whether which side you voted on. I'm going to choose to, to trust in what God said, and I'm not going to be divided. Now, I'm going to stand up for the things I believe in. I think we ought to absolutely do that. And we need to absolutely stand for this nation. We need to stand for the freedoms of this nation. And we need to protect those things. But listen, we're going to walk in love regardless of which side we're on. Now, that's hard, especially if the other side's not, right? but we're going to trust God. Well, Listen, I love you guys. Let's pray. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we just come before you, and and tonight we just thank you and we praise you that, that Lord, this is a challenging but yet encouraging message because, Father, we don't want to be weighted down. We don't want to be held down. We don't want want the the cares of this world to to hold us down or the past sins that we've had or current sins that we could be dealing with. Father, just like a, a marathon runner prepares, they develop uh, good examples. They look to someone to follow, but then they also know that they can be uh, that they can train themselves to be disciplined and be who they need to be. I thank you, Father God, that you provide us opportunity to train, to develop, to grow. And God, I just thank you and I praise you that you're at work in the lives of these people. That Father, if they'll take this message tonight, they can walk in the fullness of it. Lord, if there's anybody tonight. Who needs to make a decision that tonight they, they're, they're going to run their race and they want to step into that in a, in a level they've never done before. Maybe you're born again, but tonight you say, you know what? I, I, I try, but I fail. I, I keep falling down. And I'm saying keep getting up. Now, Father, I just pray if there's anybody in that place tonight that they'll just simply agree with me in this prayer that, Father God, I thank you that your word declares we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. That, Father God, if we'll we'll apply 2 Peter 1, 3 through uh, 10 and 11, that, Father, we can not stumble and fall, that we can be fruitful and productive in the things of God. And I pray, Lord, that you'd strengthen them in that. Father, if there's anybody with the sound of my voice, either watching or right here, that has not made Jesus Christ Lord of their life, maybe they've just been attending church, or maybe they don't even know for sure, Father, tonight, I pray tonight would be their night, that they'd make that decision and and solidify it. That Jesus, tonight, I'm setting aside the weights, my past, myself, everything, and I'm putting my trust in you. You, If you'll simply say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the Christ, that that God, Jesus, you were raised from the dead for my sins and to give me new life and i receive you as my lord and my savior. I thank you lord god that you meet people who pray that prayer right where they're at. And father as they meet us so that we can do so that we can begin that walk with them. We can help them to grow. We pray that in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. You know uh, i don't have you raise your hand, don't have you walk forward, but i do give you opportunity to make that public we're going to go up here and pray in just a moment. If you've made a prayer or maybe you want a prayer, maybe it's not about salvation, maybe it's about something else, a, a, a surgery coming up, a concern that you have, you want to agree in prayer. we got some prayer warriors up there that we that we pray with you on. Otherwise, I want you to stay and just worship uh, with uh, Greg as he, as he leads us in some worship and enjoy that time together. And so if you need prayer, you can meet us up here and otherwise enjoy. Greg, let's, let's give Greg a... Another round of applause. Bless.